On 96.7 on your FM dial, you're listening to CKLU. Google my name, Hugh Cruzel. And the word podcast, you'll find this available on platforms including Spotify, Apple, various Google platforms, of course, all hosted by Anchor FM. If you uh, wish to, Thursdays at 6 o'clock, the program is QOL. You can listen to cklu.ca as well synchronously or the radio player, of course, is the place to go. The program is about food, drink, and quality of life. Uh, I'm, I'm talking fundamentals today. Education, the education around both back of house and front of house. I have guests today from Canador College. Now, Canador College is located in North Bay, and and it's, pra- well, I guess it's the only game in town, really. There are a few that are going on that are running smaller programs, but nothing like Canador. Yura, tell us a little bit about your involvement, uh, and, and it's Monasteam, right? Yes, it's Yura Monasteam. So I am the academic director for the media, culinary, and computing programs at Canador College. Uh, thank you very much, Hugh, for inviting us to sit down and have a chat about this very exciting industry. Canador has been in the culinary game for decades, and I think what we pride ourselves on is the small class sizes, professionalism of our instructors, and also our staff. When you and, say small classes, how, how small are we talking, Europe? Oh, I'm thinking no larger than 30 yes. students in a in a section in one section and what that allows our students to do is have a direct hands-on with the chefs and also the tools of the trade combine those to the experience of our uh, faculty and staff along with our wonderful kitchen that we have and our dining room 100 elements uh, that's a potent delivery and a way for students to understand the theory behind culinary get the hands-on skills that'll prepare them for uh, the future. Well, and and absolutely, that practical aspect of having a a working restaurant, uh, 100 elements. In fact, that's what's attracted me to have a conversation with you because there are posters for 100 elements and your dinners. Of course, not now. We are, things are happening now which we we can't control. I've been to um, Gateway Brewing. I've been to, uh, oh oh gosh, all the different breweries. They have your posters up and they talk about the foods and and the... the, uh, well, Shelley, talk. You're actually involved in front of house. You're you're where the rubber meets the road, right? This is where customers learn more about, and staff learn how to do it properly, right? They do. Yes, we work very closely with the back of the house. Um, we're very big on uh, teaching teamwork and the importance of it, and the should I say the cohesiveness that it takes to run a restaurant. And yeah, we try to uh, teach more fine dining skills, the professionalism that it takes to make a meal perfect. Now, Shelly, I didn't introduce you properly. Your last name is? Bush. Shelly Bush. Now, Shelly, are you the person that people come in contact with when they're applying to the program? Do you actually get involved in the um, the, the intake of, of potential uh, students? Uh, no, that's all done through our registrar's office at the college. Mm-hmm. However, if students have questions, they direct them to Gee. Chef Derek. Yeah, no, Chef Derek is um, the one that they would speak to if they're looking for um, any specifics. Yes. If, if anything is related that I... I need to assist with them. They come and they speak with me. You know, the reason I mention that is because so many people who do enter this industry come for a very short time, but so many come and stay and play for their entire life. Like Derek uh, Lottie. Derek, you've been in this business since the early 80s, I understand. Well, I would say the late 70s, but (laughs) you're being kind. Yes, I've been around a long time. At least I don't feel it, but I have been. 
Uh, the gray hairs definitely indicate my length of service. I thought it was just Chef White. White. Oh, yeah, that's what it is. <laughs> it could be a lot to do with other parts of my life besides the culinary industry. But, yes, um, I do have white hair. I've been around a long time. Uh, I've had a very happy and long career, uh, both in the industry itself and then here at Canada College uh, for the last uh, 16 years. Uh, and I've been grateful for the, the opportunity when I got here. And you have a background that includes the Four Seasons Hotels. It includes uh, uh, opening places, staffing places that may have had some challenges, uh, bringing a new level, a new standard up in, in many restaurants. And then you entered the college world. I mean, talk about great influence. Well, I, I just happened to be back when uh, everybody remind, remembers 9-11. At that time, I was part of the provincial advisory committee, and we were having meetings uh, out in Mississauga at, at a hotel and we were in our second day of meetings and, and a friend of mine just happened to be there and he had a large influence at George Brown College at the time. He's since retired and he looked at me and he said, why aren't you teaching? And I said, I would take the opportunity and I was still working in a hotel as an executive chef at the time. And I entered the world of teaching through the back door, I would guess is uh, part-time and through Con Ed programs, which I really enjoyed. Um, I got to work and, and develop different things for the people I was uh, working for at the time. Uh, and that progressed uh, over the next little while, seeing where my future may lie. Um, I decided that I would like to take on teaching as a, a full-time commitment. From there, I haven't looked back. I've had some uh, interesting times here at Canador, um, besides you as our administrator uh, currently, with an awesome dean who allowed us to develop and change things here uh, to meet the standards that are, are that the industry is looking for continually. We continually change our program uh, to meet those standards, but we always keep the base of quality and teaching them how to do it properly. Uh, at the beginning before we, we give them the reins and say, okay, now you've got some of the tools, let's start to experience and put that experiential learning more to, let's be exploratory of what, we're, what, you, what we want you to do now to open your horizons, your own style. So we develop the students over the, two, the time they are here, either through the one year or especially in the two year program through their management okay. skills and also we allow them to be more experimental as they get closer to that graduation time because when they leave here it's all on them right and hopefully they will support uh they will support our love here which is local eating and the love of ontario wines um <laughs> we hope they will express that because we do we do um enjoy ontario wines and that, that is part of our curriculum not per se only, but it is part of our curriculum. Well, I'm glad. We'll talk hopefully a little bit. We'll have some time to talk about Ontario wines today. Now, you're a, Derek mentioned continuing education. Is there a chance for the average person to step in and learn some knife skills, to learn some plate presentations, to learn uh, about things? Does the college have the opportunity for that as well? It's a very poignant question and very timely. So okay. we just, uh, we're just we just starting to offer, offer micro-credentials. So micro-credentials are short duration courses. Yes. So anywhere, I believe, from five hours and, and on. So anybody in the community 
or graduates or anybody could come in they can take the short burst course to do nice skills they can do pairing whatever hey listen i wasn't set up for this i just asked the question it sounds like it's perfect i didn't know <laughs> you were doing timing, this actually ah. um so in the next couple of months you'll see the college start rolling out uh, micro credentials and especially in the culinary department the media departments there's so many uh, microisms that we can offer uh, students. Would that include a, a weekend adventure, like an in-depth uh, course? So let's face it, if you're in Sault Ste. Marie or Sudbury or Mattawa or or even, um, you know, Powassan, you don't necessarily want to come in one night a week, but you might come in for a Friday, stay overnight at a hotel, uh, maybe eat at uh, 100 Elements and, uh, and, and do it all in, in a 24-hour period yeah you know and it's it's not all always generated from the college so if an individual has an idea and mm -hmm. there is some uh, forward motion to develop that micro credential uh, then we can take a serious look at it sit down have a conversation how we develop it costs etc cetera, etc cetera, and start offering it to the community because I think especially in this day and age it's uh, well worthwhile to offer these little things that either graduates or individuals just want to learn a certain part of our program. Right? Definitely. Shelley, I, I have to ask this question because I narrate courses on, on a variety of topics, including excellence in customer service training. Do you find, to go a little further from what Euro was saying, that some of your students, even when they've graduated, go, I just need a little bit more of this. Do I just need a bit more of that. Is that something that's happening as well? Um, I, I, I don't think so. so Not yet. Not yet. So you have to understand that the students coming into this program are culinary students. They are not hospitality students. That's or right. Or kind of the house students. So many of them um, have no interest at being in the front of the house whatsoever. However, having said that, um, I've had many students come to me and say, oh, this is why we're taking this course. It gives us an appreciation for how everything operates. And you get some students in there that love the front of the house and they continue on in that part profession and I've had I can remember one first year student and they said you know what I will never ever diss a server ever again like wow it's it's a lot of work demanding but man it's fun to be with the public that's so true as far as moving on I I can't say they require any more they need to get out into the workforce and decide if that's what they so, want so so tell me about 100 elements then I must because I've never been there it is my it's on me to get there sometime now I, I've got to do this and we'll do this live in person once the pandemic is over I, I'll come and see you all but here's the thing how does 100 elements work then is it the serving staff are not in training? First off, we are extremely proud of 100 Elements. Yeah, definitely. Uh, our restaurant is a hidden gem that a lot of people don't seem to know about. We're not sure why, but we're out there. And uh, our reservations do fill up full most times. How many seats so How many seats typically beyond COVID does this? It depends. It depends on the amount of students that we take <sighs> within our course. That's what generates how many guests we can take. Got it. Uh, so what happens is in the first year, we operate for lunches with our first year students. So that's on Tuesday and Wednesdays at lunchtime. And then in on Thursdays and Fridays of the week, we operate with our second year students. So what we do is our second year students will operate in front of the house. So they ah. are 
back and forth. So we there is have, so there is some understanding. This is very unique in some ways then that you're actually giving them both sides of the equation. And then management, as Derek mentioned and Yura mentioned as well. So management is essential to this as well. Absolutely. And that's exactly the way that we operate. Hmm. Wow. Uh, terrific stuff. Uh, Yura, you came at this from a completely different way. But let's face it, we all eat. We all go to restaurants. You must have been delighted when this was put into your portfolio. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> very, very delighted. You know, it's it's interesting to walk into the kitchen while the students are preparing. Definitely. And you really begin to understand the scope of taking someone that may have a passion for it or not even a passion and watch them progress through the steps of education. And it's really exciting for somebody like me who knows I, I know how to eat well. Uh, preparing it is something I do not do well, but watching and observing how the faculty and staff guide the students through their journey of becoming a chef, a waiter, whatever it is in the culinary industry is, is very exciting. And part of my passion is being included into that process. Mm. That, that's what I believe that's what drives us at the college. Wow. Is watching that person go from virtually no skills to advancing to a part where they could jump into the industry. Derek was saying originally that he's been at Canada for 16 years. How long has the program actually been on? Oh, okay. A harder question than more than more than 16 then. Oh, yeah. I want to say 19. 19. Okay. No. Yeah. 1986, Derek? Yeah, I was going to say it's plus 30 years old here. Okay. Yeah. So more than 19 years. It wasn't very long after, uh, it was a number of years after George Brown brought it out. I think their first go at it would be 77. Yes. And then it sort of grew in the South. And I think Danielle, Chef Danielle, who had just retired very recently, uh, was at least here 30 some odd years uh, before he retired. That's marvelous. So it's been around a long time. And that's not to say we're, we, we do exactly the same thing today as we did yesterday. No. Um, but we, we have evolved. Well, that's a good lead into the next thing because uh, you're a, you look at the larger picture and Shelly, you're on the ground and, and, and Derek, you're, you're, you're making things happen in the kitchen. And now, but Shelly, the student body is reflecting perhaps a better perspective on, on Northern Ontario populations. Are you bringing indigeneity into the program as well? Oh, absolutely. Yes, we are. We have quite a few students um, of the Indigenous background. And um, I believe, Derek, if, if I'm correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe that we are um, including some of their type of cooking um, into our um, menus as well. Derek, is, is that, that something that's happening? Are you bringing in, you know, not just wild rice, and uh, but, you know, a much more land-based, Northern Ontario-based cuisine? We, we try to uh, employ in the second year part of the program uh, game meats. Yes. Obviously, they have to be farmed game meats as per law. Uh, we do, but we do not really, we don't really have a focus on indigenous cooking where that could be something to... That, but that an acknowledgement, right? An acknowledgement. We, we do it, exactly. Uh, we have had a number of indigenous students come through our programs, at least since I've been here, for sure. And some of them are still remain as friends. We do have a connection with them either through Facebook 
or otherwise. And, and some of them have gone on and done some amazing things. Uh, one, I know it was a caterer just outside of town here, shares her Bannock recipes. We share photographs of things that they are doing, uh, where they're living. And yes, we, we do have that connection with, with our First Nations. Uh, we just don't really have anything that's overly concentrated. Uh, and that would be really uh, a full course uh, for a semester where if we ever delved into going deeper into it and, in, and employing some of that uh, culture more so within our program, it would be a mixture of theory and hands-on yeah. where now we are, are looking uh, at their basics for food and their diet and things well, it's like an, that. Well, it's so, an evolutionary experience for the college, exactly. I'm sure. Uh, you're, so, I, sorry, I just want to go on to, uh, you know, you talked about being connected to students who have graduated. Yura, do you track students' success uh, I mean, beyond even first year? Do students reach back or do you reach out to them and say, are you employed in the industry now? Has uh, Did this uh, this program, not did, I mean, it must have, influenced your success? Uh, how, are you doing those kind of things, Yura? Yeah, our registrar's office and also our alumni office track students and, and where they are as the best we can. Uh, students do move around a lot or graduates move around a lot. So it's it's a little more difficult to mm-hmm. track them, but we do as best as we can to track them, reach out to them, invite them to sit on our professional advisory committee that helps us uh, you know, develop a crystal ball if you could call it a crystal ball and see if we can project sometime in the future to guide us on, you know, what's new in the industry, how to proceed, should we be changing our curriculum, those kind of things. So we, yes, we do track them. Okay. Sorry. With our culinary students, they, uh, they tend to uh, friend us on Facebook. So we keep in contact with the chefs, myself, Facebook with them. And we do have a pretty good idea of where they are and what they're doing. That's marvelous. So actually, it's a really interesting lead in, Yura. What, I mean, this this last nine, ten months have been disastrous. How how are you coping in the college setting with what's going on? Is there, there's certainly much more influence on theory. Are, are students, I'm out of touch. What's happening? Well, you know, we have a low infection rate in Northern Ontario. We do which gives us uh, more flexibility uh, than, you know, people in Southern Ontario. That being said, uh, the pandemic is the pandemic and you can never be too careful. So the college, I believe, has gone over and above in order to develop tools to try to mitigate uh, the results of the pandemic. Uh, So with that, we have a low infection rate. Uh, we've created as safe an environment as possible to allow us to still continue in-class uh, delivery. Now, are now, most again, of you being, are most of your students living on campus or, or close to campus, or do they live off campus? Yes. So yep. most on most campus. of them live on campus or in apartments close to the so campus. So the cor- the Canada bubble exists. In, in, in essence, a way, yes. yes. The, the Northern Ontario bubble exists. And again, you can never be too careful. Uh, I mean, we all went remote last March and April. So there was, you know, zero in class. Uh, hopefully we won't have to do that again. So we're counting every day as, as a day we get. And we're trying to get as much in-class delivery as we can. Okay. And hope for the best. Let's let's transition over to Derek because he was talking about wine earlier. And, and that's a definite place I love to play. I think we all do. You know, those trips before we began this program, we were talking about how you very, very much supported the idea of going to Niagara and experiencing the wineries, the wines. Derek, that's a 
for you, a very important component of education in the hospitality, isn't it? Of course it is. That all came out of originally, uh, we wanted to be inclusive to all students that mm -hmm. could afford a, a trip like this. Uh, we wanted them to be able to experience. We, you, uh, When I first started, we were dealing with a lot of 17 and 18 year olds because of the cohort. Uh, came back from you know grade 13 back right. to grade 12 and in the first couple of years they hadn't really experienced life or the world or food um, and then especially wines when I, I I teach wines in the winter semester and you ask everybody in the class uh, if they like wine and it's usually a negative result uh, because they've never really had well they've never been their their palates haven't been uh, evolved no uh, they have really never experienced good wines they've only expelled sometimes been exposed to alcohol for a purpose of not appreciation but more so for getting to his end result or being at a party and you that's very politically positive. correct Derek. very politically uh, i'm trying to be politically correct here uh, they, they'll stay they'll sit in a room because we do a wine appreciation we talk about the wines that we've got uh what we'll look at in the varietal and then we also say you know big part of it is you drink the wine with what the food you got locally that's the big thing if you travel europe or anywhere in the world uh, the best wines are the ones that are local and they go with the food that is local and from those local farms and producers and whatever it may be uh, they're the foods you should have so if you're in you know if you're in in germany and you're having a uh sausages or whatever you know you, you have the wine from the area if not you have the beer of course uh <laughs> but as you travel um and and that's part of what we're trying to um, we're trying to do our with our students, you know, cul uh, culinary tourism is is a perfect outlet that a lot of these people, they decide, you know what, uh, I want to be in the culinary industry, uh, but I, I don't want to be an executive chef somewhere or a food manager, beverage manager, or work on cruise lines. I want to do my own thing in my own little farmhouse. I want to grow my own animals. I want to have my own produce. And then uh, I want to be able to share that. We have a, 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 one of our students has something called a black house. I don't know if you know what that is. It's something we have to hook you up with. Oh, I'm uh, delighted. Her, 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 no. So what this is, she has a farm down in Orangeville area. And her name is Becky uh, Landman. And she's a graduate both out of our program and horticultural program down in southern Ontario. And what she has on her family farm, which she, they've had for a long time, she has a bakery. And out of her bakery, meals have grown. And something her father built her a while back, they're very much found in Scotland or Ireland, I can't remember. And this is all built out of limestone. And this is this house called the Black House. And we take our students there. And Becky serves us uh, stuff both from her farm or locally uh, found. Uh, she has pigs, she has chickens, and she does a lot to the local farmers markets. Uh, she does preserves and all sorts of stuff. So the wine and the local, I mean, we don't, you can go for dinners there and bring your own wine like we can in most places anymore. But she is definitely one of our trips, uh, one of our side trips Fantastic. on the way south. It's an amazing thing that she has got. So everybody doesn't have to go to the same place. No. With our knowledge, what they need to do is find themselves, and what she has done is found her, her, herself. We have a number of other people who have uh, taken what they've gotten here, both either be 
long before I got here and definitely since my, my, my colleagues have been teaching here and they've evolved what their special thing is. And it's really quite interesting to visit them uh, as you were talking about that connection, talk to them. And that's one of the reasons we, we definitely want to know where our students are uh, because we would like to go there and eat at their places, uh, converse with them, see what they've learned, see where they are. Can they support our future students uh, when they're looking for And maybe jobs? trigger some dialogue with students who are currently enrolled and they, they go, I never thought about that. The pandemic has actually triggered quite a few uh, different responses. I was speaking to a restaurant the other day and they survived through March and April and May in making butter tarts. They made 5,000 butter tarts, I think, a month. Hey, you know, what are you going to do? Uh, you have to do something. Shelly, I'm so glad that Derek mentioned about local breweries as well. Uh, you've got North Bay has got uh, New Ontario and Gateway. Do your students get to learn about those things as well? So um, Derek touches on that in his wines class. Derek actually teaches the wines class. Um, and as well, we carry actually both those, those breweries, we carry their beer in our 100 Elements restaurant. So both Gateway and New Ontario. Okay, you're at you. You've eaten at 100 Elements. I, I think a lot of times you've been there to 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 enjoy. Oh, I get a big smile for no. no. <laughs> okay, Shelley, because you are the 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 visual the person I reached out to. Tell us how do we get to 100 Elements? Where is it located? How do we do? We just Google 100 Elements. So we actually have developed a website for 100 Elements and you just need to go into the website. So it's uh, college forward slash 100 elements. Um, that will take you to our website where we have um, all the menus are displayed. Oh. So people know what the menus are. The dates that we're offering that menu is affixed to the menu. And we're in the process right now um, of when you actually make a reservation, it's going to take you to a direct online payment because of curbside right. delivery pickup right now. Oh, so and you're going to be doing you're going to be doing curbside delivery. Okay, I, I wasn't yeah, sure about so, that. Yeah, so curbside pickup. So pickup, we started yes. that all. Um, it was very successful. People actually really enjoyed it, and we we picked up on another clientele. So a lot mm -hmm. of people that individuals at home with no like single people were ordering from us and, and picking up one meal and taking it home no we were solid every day night yeah fantastic so here's the here's the question I, I seem to remember you do seasonal dinners like one one-offs from time to time is that correct so we actually uh yes in in the winter semester we were doing um international menus that's right with a different theme each week and typically that's what happens. Uh, the menu is never the same for an entire semester. That flips it around. So it, you're not always getting the same thing when you come to us. Well, I love it. I want to say thank you. I, I, our time, unfortunately, is constrained by the, the, the broadcast period. But you're a monosteam, uh, Derek Lade and, and Shelley Bush. Thank you so much for being our guests today and talking about 100 Elements, a place that I think Sudbury and, and everywhere in this listening district and beyond should come to North Bay and experience. Uh, what, what a wonderful opportunity. Thank you so much for being our guests today here on CKLU 96.7. Thanks, Shelley. Thank Thanks, Derek. Jura, thank you so much for appearing.